What's up, guys? Welcome to the Social Bamboo Podcast, teaching one of the fastest and most sustainable social media growth strategies out there. I'm your host, Derek Bidell, and on today's episode, we are talking about a crucial subject that ruins a lot of entrepreneurs' careers, or it makes it really hard for them to start, uh, and it makes it really hard for them to stick with it, especially. That's the biggest one. If you're listening to the show, you're probably already an entrepreneur, And you have found the right show if you are new and you are in the trenches and you're going through it. I'm right there with you, my friends. I am going through it and I am actively doing a lot of the daily Instagram and social media uh, posting and such uh, myself. I'm still not hiring out much help with my content, so I'm going through a lot of this with you. So make sure you're subscribed to the show to pick up some tips Uh, every Monday and Thursday morning. Uh, But today we are talking about essentially why a lot of entrepreneurs think they're doing really bad and they think their business is struggling. The reason why is because all the ads that you see on your Facebook and Instagram feed from other businesses, like business coaches, right, uh, even if you're not a business coach, whatever you are, they'll they'll come out and they will tell you about some very successful case studies in your market. And then they'll say, if you want to start a seven-figure business, blah, 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 six-figure business, here's how my eight-figure consulting. And they just like six-figure, seven-figure, eight-figure all day. Like that's all you hear. You don't really see ads of like, I'm going to teach you how to make like 200 a month. Like, uh, you know, I'm going to teach you how to make four figures a year. You never see ads like this. And because of that, it makes you think that your business is really doing bad. But I'm someone who has a lot of insight into the entrepreneur community because I have a lot of you podcast listeners that reach out to me and or, or you'll follow me and I'll go through your account just to see where everyone's at. And most of the businesses are just like you. And I want to point this out because it's really possible, it's really easy to just see only successful entrepreneurs in your feed all day and not really a ton that are like at your level. Like you're a candle business that is selling 20K a year. You are a fitness coach that hasn't got their first client yet, but you have a a great idea for how you want to do your program and you're already really in shape and you know what you're doing and you're super excited. Like there's, there's a lot of you. There's way more of you than there are of these fitness coaches making seven figures a year. And by the way, whenever you hear a coach making more than seven figures a year, they, they're almost always doing it by removing themselves as the coach from their company. Uh, otherwise, they can't really scale it. So usually they have a bunch of hired coaches who didn't actually do it. They've just like mastered their program and then have turned into coaches like I mean I won't speak for all programs they're they're all going to be different who that person is but uh you know it's rarely the person you're actually buying the coaching from and that's why I typically don't recommend buying from humongous uh, marketers that you see their ads all the time because like you're not going to talk to them and the person you're going to talk to is Uh, I mean, they didn't do it. So there's just going to be a natural gap of what you can uh, learn from them. Uh, And a lot of them are selling their programs like really expensive too. It's not to say that the expensive ones aren't worth it sometimes. But yeah, you just got to be smart with it. 
be, be really smart with how you buy courses and coaching. And if you've done it before, you probably have already made some mistakes. Just know that if you got a bad course or a bad coach, it doesn't mean that the industry is all fucked, right? It's just like anything else. There's going to be bad and good ones everywhere. And in the last few years, if you wanted to make a lot of money selling digital education online, you could basically go on and say, hey, I have this Lamborghini that I rented and I have this amazing marketing strategy. I'm going to teach you how to start an Amazon FBA business and it's $2,000 for just videos and people would do it, right? Because it was believable for for a minute. So there's a lot of things like that that don't work anymore, right? Um, but ultimately what I'm saying is I talk to so many entrepreneurs that when when I have like my group coaching program, when people come in that and then they meet each other, it's so relieving to see all these people going through the trenches and they're in the same spot as you because otherwise you don't really see them. And uh, this episode's goal is for me to acknowledge you uh, and reward, like really, uh, yeah, acknowledge you. Yeah, like I said, uh, for where you're at and uh, let you know that you're not alone and then also give you some great advice of how to sort out your next big moves. Because if you're not like killing it in the money game yet, it's impossible to not think that you're not doing something wrong and that you're always like, all right, what should I be doing? And like, there's merit to that, but uh, I'm going to teach you how to direct your thoughts into uh, what you should be doing. Yesterday, I had two friends reach out to me, one of them from my Cutco job. He was actually the manager that hired me. And he called me and he said he had a question for for me about some material that I had delivered because I, I was adamant at always being a speaker uh, at the, the business conferences for that sales company as much as I could. And he said, you had a talk where you were talking about how you're, you're not original with your content. You're just really good at translating advanced material into a way that beginners can understand. And I was wondering if I could like ask you about it. And he called me and then he's like, all right, the other thing I'm asking about is I want to start a YouTube channel. So I was also wondering if I could record you doing this answer and then I'll make this my first YouTube video. And uh, this is my good friend, and he's about the same age as me, and uh, he, he, I think he's like 35, and I just know that there's a lot of like successful 27-year-olds out there, right? And there's a lot of successful 22-year-olds, although I think a lot of those 22-year-olds who are really selling stuff are, are usually the, the ones who are the culprits for – uh, you know, over marketing and then selling you something that wasn't really something that you needed or or wasn't the best product on the market at at least. And um, yeah, so I had that conversation with him, and then another friend called me, and she was wanting to start a podcast, and I made her uh, do an episode. By the end of the call, we we talked for like an hour and a half, and then she finally got to asking me some questions that I said, now you're asking me questions that are for after you've recorded your first episode or two. So I'm not going to answer that question anymore for you, but you can go record a podcast right now and then, you know, call me later about this. Uh, so I'll link her podcast below because she just started it. I believe she already has published the episode on Buzzsprout and everything. Uh, she is a hairstylist and it is about 
uh, just the the hardships of being a hairstylist. So kind of like what we're talking about in today's episode. She's not the I'm the seven figure stylist podcast. It's the like, here's the me that there is actually the most of us. Uh, like the representation of where you're at and then just getting some guidance from someone who's a little bit ahead of you, which is often some of the best advice that you can get because when you get advice from people who are like really high up, you know, if you get advice from like an 80-year-old billionaire on like what you're doing now, I mean, one, he might not know exactly, but, you know, he's just like uh, he, he's been talking the scale game for the last 30 years, not the how to start from ground zero game. So there's just some uh, a gap of knowledge there. And uh, yeah, so she started that podcast. It's called Combless. Uh, and uh, yeah, I think it's a perfect name. Her name is Anna Embry. If you want to check that out, if you are a hairstylist, you can check out her first episode. Don't be rough on the first episode. Uh, you know, subscribe. She'll, she'll be killing it in no time. Uh, but yeah, the, I talked to two entrepreneurs yesterday that were going for, through a very similar phase of just like, I have all these ideas, what do I do? So I want to tell you about the first stage of entrepreneurship. The first stage of entrepreneurship is having a bunch of ideas and not knowing what to do. And you can't even possibly know what to do because you don't have enough wisdom to really make these decisions. You can think it through as best as you can. But I will tell you that a lot of times where you try to innovate and you're like, all right, maybe I need to do this. Maybe I need to do this will often be wrong. So a lot of times the first year in business is technical troubleshooting mixed with uh, trying a bunch of things out. And if you were going to find out exactly what worked on your second episode, the thing is that like the opportunity wouldn't even exist because most people never even get to episode 10. Like we'll just stick with this podcast example, but apply it to to any to starting anything, right? Most people don't get past like episode 10. So there's so many things that you will only figure out along the way. Like I was telling one of them that it took me about two years before I made a working offer for Social Bamboo. I tried different courses, challenges, a lot of different things, probably about six or seven different funnels before I came out with an offer that worked to the point that now that offer is all I've sold over the last two years. I've just stuck with that one offer. But it's like it took me like two years to figure it out. There's so much of it that is just going through it and figuring it out, right? That's the beginning. Now, the second phase is where I think it goes into a phase of I have enough wisdom that failure is overrated. Failure is kind of overrated in every sense of the word because you don't necessarily have to fail your way to success, although that's 99.9% of the time, what's going to happen, all right? But I don't want people to think that they should ever blindly make decisions because they're they're like, you got to fail, right? Like, it's just, it's okay if you do. Your intention is not to, though, all right? Your intention is never to fail. Even as a beginner business owner, first marketing campaign ever, your goal is for it to be a huge success. And then if it fails, it's fine, all right? It's not like, hey, You got to fail. So, you know, make sure you got your mindset right about that. But uh, so much of it is just going through it and learning at the beginning. And then the second phase is you have enough wisdom to say, all right, 
let's make sure this next decision is right. I'm not trying to, uh, you know, do anything wrong anymore. I, as much as I can help it, uh, the way that I put it when I was like 29, I was like, all right, I got the skills. Now let's make the money. I was like, I got the skills. Now let's make the money. Let's put it all into practice and let's be maybe a little bit less adventurous on trying uh, like, hey, that MLM I didn't need to try, right? There's a lot of things like that even when you're younger that you just need perspective on. So um, it, it really is just try as hard as you can not to fail. And then if you do, forgive yourself instantly. <laughs> so easier said than done. But I mean, that's ultimately what you're doing. Because a lot of the questions with both these conversations that I was having with them, and I'd imagine that a lot of you on the podcast are a lot like them. Even if you're like a year or two in your business, there are probably still a lot of things that a lot of characteristics that you have about maybe taking on new marketing ventures or things that you haven't done before, where there's always that air of caution beforehand. And uh, a lot of entrepreneurs really do benefit from having this blind cockiness. Essentially, it's really not cockiness. I mean, I've not really been called cocky very much in my whole life. Although like I would say like, I'm borderline a lot more like, confident in like an arrogant way than some people I mean this is just me in my head too so maybe I'm just being hard on myself because it's like three people in my life that have called me cocky (laughs) to my face at least uh but uh you know I like to talk about I'm gonna I'm gonna fucking kill this podcast episode you know I don't sit down for this podcast episode be like ah you know, I really hope I can get it together today. Like, I hope this is a good episode. I'm like, I'm a murder this thing. Like when the intro music's going on, I'm always like, oh, let's go, baby. Like I just cut it out. There's just always such a hype up that I do. Like, you know, I'm I'm here to to represent myself as best as I can and to, to live out my vision as best as I can. And, uh, and that's just going to have to be what works because that's as good as I can do. And that's also what I'm telling you to do. When you have your vision as an entrepreneur, the chances someone else has the same vision, the exact same vision, vision is next to nothing. Did you know that you can change what you taste by what you hear? How can you use sound to make a deeper connection with your clients? Can we be healed with sound? Sound influences people in their buying decisions and their daily lives. In the podcast Audio Branding, I explore all of this, both with my own observations as a voice actor of over 15 years and by interviewing knowledgeable professionals in the field of advertising, marketing, music, and science. To have a listen for yourself, visit audiobrandingpodcast.com. And what I mean by that is you have a, a problem that you want to solve and then you have your solution. And, uh, and there could be niche things about like, you know, exactly what that problem is or like who the customers you're serving are. But ultimately, like everyone's just going to do it slightly differently. Even if you uh, – there might be a company that is just like yours out there that you're on Instagram and they're on Pinterest and they're crushing it and you're crushing it and neither of you know about each other. You're just like – you just went different paths like – their vision was different. Their vision of execution, uh, you know, regardless of if the product or or whatever. So, like your unique business, this is why like business saturation essentially never happens. Is always something different. 
Like you literally would have to open up a franchise restaurant uh, to, to just copy a business directly. And even then you're, you have a new location, you have new management, and uh, there's a lot of different uh, things that those franchise owners can do at each location in a lot of these instances where they do have a little bit more uh, you know, play in their business. Uh, but that's besides the point. Um, every business owner has a slightly different vision. And something that I would invite you to think about to know if you are open to this idea is when you have a new business idea, how scared are you to tell people? Because I've realized this is a new entrepreneur thing and I totally did it. I didn't want to tell people our invention for so long. I was like, no, we can't tell anyone. They'll steal it. And then after a couple of years, you're like, even if I tell them the idea, they would have to uh, like basically work every evening for like two years and reinvest like invest a bunch of money and then reinvest all that money for a couple of years to do this. Like you realize like if someone were to actually steal this idea, they would be like changing their entire lives to do it. It's not like, Oh my God, I have this idea. Like if you went back in time, 200 years, a lot of us, like you could play the stock market or like play like sports bets. But if you were like, Oh, Amazon, I'll just make Amazon. Like, it's not like you could do it just because you know about it's like a potentially successful company. So everyone's vision is different. And that's why it's it's pretty much always okay to share your business idea. There's always gonna be that horror story I know that someone has. So like, if you really think you're talking to someone who would be like, I love that idea. I'm gonna make that my entire life's purpose and pursue that over you. Like, If you really think you're talking to a person that, that potential exists, then sure, you can be quiet about it, but otherwise, it's it's really fine. It, it, ideas are a dime a dozen, and uh, they, they've prob- the ideas have probably happened before. It's all about just who's willing to to execute them. And that is what you are on this planet for. You are here to find problems and solve them because that is in your entrepreneur DNA and you can't do anything about it. And if you feel like you're stagnant, if you feel like you're not learning in the position you're in, even if your income is good, I mean, if your income is increasing and increasing, increasing, then if, and you are someone who's entrepreneurial and DNA, then it can be a little bit easier to, to find contentment and just, you know, oh, let me just level up you know, my sales revenue, even if I don't feel like I'm gaining a ton of new skills. But for me, part of why I left Cutco when I was selling knives for like seven and a half years, even though I was making good money and I could have definitely made way more money year after year, I would have made a lot more money in Cutco, honestly, if I'd stuck with that than my podcast. I will say that. Uh, I I do see like that there's infinite potential in the podcast and I did see that there was a a capped potential with my Cutco job, but it was still... Uh, I was already very established. Like I did that for seven years, right? Seven and a half years. I've done this for four. So like there's that going on too. But, you know, I was making six figures when I left there and a lot of the, my peers are making like high six figures or low twos, uh, (laughs) low twos, you know what I mean? Low 200K or high like hundreds. And, you know, like there was a lot of that that I had to pass up to be like, well, 
I just really want to teach Instagram. <laughs> like, I, I just really wanted to do this. And, and I just really wanted to help here. And I feel like I'm better served in a coaching sense. I'm a great salesman. I'm a great marketer. I think a one-on-one a -on -one coach is what I am truly best at, though. And that's just the, the, the way that you can help people the most in any situation because it's always completely personalized and, and private advice it's you know as, as good as it can get so uh so yeah that's ultimately why i'm doing what i'm doing and i hope in this episode you just relate to either me or either of my two friends here and just know that if you have made a four-figure business a year and it's like your first couple of years. Okay, if it's been like a lot of years, then you know, let's let's get you out of there. But you know what I mean? It still is so much more than most people will ever do. And when you live in an online world that the algorithm is very top heavy, you're going to see the best business owners, the best entrepreneurs, the hottest people, and the best of the best of everything. And then you go out and you go to Walmart and you're like, oh yeah. This is what most people are like. And uh, and it's good to give yourself a reminder of that in the business world because you can't like go out in public and be like, these are all business owners, right? Like you got to know that there's a lot of business owners who are just like you and they don't know about you for the same reason you don't know about them. You guys aren't just like fully there yet. But if you're making four or five figures, you feel like this is hard as hell if I didn't feel an innate desire to do this, there's no way I'd be doing it. Like if someone who didn't have this entrepreneurial vision was asked to make my company, they'd be complaining all day. The only reason I'm not complaining is because I have this vision that no one else has and I'm gonna solve this and I'm gonna work at it every day because I just feel motivated and passionate about doing so and however long it takes is not even a question I have because it truly doesn't matter if you're in that position and you're making four or five figures a year and you're seeing ads all day that are saying, is your business not making seven figures yet? Then you're doing it all wrong. They are not necessarily right. You could be exactly where you need to. And I will say that my working offer is a, a price that a, pretty much every coach I've ever told to, like this is how I sell my program. They're like, you need to raise your rates. Like they're all unanimously you need to raise your prices and i'm like well this is why i don't and i give them like the solid reasoning and there's just you gotta be fully confident in yourself in the end because there's a lot of people who are qualified to give you advice out there but because they're still not you who understand all the intricacies intricacies of your business and the conversations you've had with potential customers will never fully understand it as well as you so it's it's not to say you can't take advice but it's just you need your own wisdom uh, for for all of this to, to compile like I, I know I'm giving you a lot of tips right now that it's like all right I don't know exactly how to execute that though like listen to these people don't listen to these people you ultimately need a lot of wisdom and that comes from a lot of experience and that doesn't come from sitting around all day thinking if you're doing the right thing or not and rather than just saying you know what this is a vision that I have and you can confidently know that no one else has that same vision as you. So it's not even a, like, I don't know if they can do it better or whatever. No one else is looking at the problem you're looking at. It's you or no one. You or no one is going to solve that specific problem you see. So are you going to do it?
I hope you do. I'll talk to you next Monday.